Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today with millions of items ordered and billions of dollars spent during Amazon's Prime Day event, to say nothing of their competitors' similar sales also going on this week, scam artists and cyber criminals are on the prowl everywhere, seeking out new victims. We have expert advice on how not to become one of them. Also this morning, Cleveland is at the top with Toledo in the top 10 on WalletHub's list of the most stressed cities in America. In fact, Ohio lands five entries among the top 50, more than any other state. So what's going on here? And local independent small businesses are the fabric of any community and there can never be too many opportunities to thank and support them. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. If you're looking for a reason to celebrate today, it is Fool's Paradise Day today. Fool's Paradise. Living in a fool's paradise. It's also a Barbershop Music Appreciation Day. Barbershop. So get together uh, some friends and do some barbershop quartet music singing today. Beans and Franks Day. Embrace Your Geekness Day. So I'm thinking if you are singing barbershop music and having beans and franks for lunch, you are certainly embracing your geekness today. Go West Day. It is National French Fry Day and Gruntled Workers Day. This is one of my favorite uh, holidays, observances, slash celebrations of the year. Gruntled Workers Day. We often hear about disgruntled workers who are unhappy with their job or their working conditions or whatever. Uh, today is a day for those who are gruntled, who are very happy with their work. And uh, also, they encourage those who are gruntled, <laughs> those who are happy with their own work life and everything's rosy, to uh, maybe do something to cheer up a disgruntled worker. Like, for, for example, go out of your way to thank your fast food worker, the, uh, the drive through today. Or something like that, because a lot of those fast food workers are disgruntled. So, you know, just do something nice for a disgruntled worker if you are a gruntled worker today. I kind of like that. By the way, speaking of uh, Go West Day, Fool's Paradise Day, you know, the uh, big story this summer season have been the travel headaches People are traveling again, and the travel and tourism industry, particularly the airlines, were not necessarily ready for this huge influx of travelers in the summer of 2022. At least 79% of American travelers have experienced at least one travel-related problem this summer, according to a recent uh, summer travel survey published Monday by Bankrate. Uh, it comes as Americans continue to struggle with increased inflation and high travel prices. As a result, 33% of those in the survey have already traveled for leisure at least once this year. One-third, 12% of adults have traveled for business. Of, of this Polled group, 79% of travelers said they experienced at least one problem that affected their 
travel considerations. The biggest headache? Unexpected costs with inflation. 57% of travelers found that the prices were higher than what they were accustomed to or what they were prepared for. Experts say this is because of the inflation rate, which has kept spending on flights and car rentals steady even as overall bookings have declined. Spending is steady. Overall bookings have declined because of inflation. And um, speaking of, uh, of travel and all of the headaches that go along with that, you ever feel like lashing out against someone when you're angry? Because, you know, there's travel headaches. Again, if you've ever been at a crowded airport or something like that where somebody's having a bad day and somebody is arguing with the car rental person or the airline ticket counter person or security uh, TSA screeners or whatever, somebody is not happy. Have you ever felt like lashing out against others when you're angry? Well, clinical psychologist and Georgetown University professor Yelena Kazmanovic, I think is how you pronounce it, says that anger is a secondary emotion, meaning it usually masks another feeling that needs to be dealt with. First, start with self-compassion and kindness for yourself. List the consequences of angry behaviors and think long-term if you want if you want to be an angry person. Think long-term about whether you want to be an angry person. Next, she says, deal with the underlying underlying deeper issue like the fear, the hunger, the hurt of rejection, whatever it might happen to be. And instead of yelling or throwing something, consider leaving the situation and enjoying nature or doing a breathing exercise. Also, performing acts of kindness can also help calm angry feelings. So it's all very helpful, but none of it is as immediate and as fulfilling as yelling or throwing something. That's the problem. (laughs) Yeah, we could do that, but it's just easier to yell and throw things and throw a fit. I love, I love those, all of that advice. Uh, when you're in the moment and you're angry and you're about to pop off, take a moment and think long term and deal with the underlying deeper issue. <laughs> in the moment, I'm not thinking about any of that. You know what I mean? I just, I just thought that was kind of funny. I saw that in the uh, the newswire. Ways to deal with your anger. Uh, by the way. Uh, Speaking of making better decisions, researchers from Georgia State University have discovered a cheat for better decision making. Here's how you want to make better decisions in your life. Maybe deal with your anger issues, (laughs) whatever. Researchers from Georgia State University say play more video games. In comparison to non-gamers, this new study out of Georgia State finds that Habitual video game players display superior sensor and motor decision-making skills. Hmm. Gamers also appear to have more activity in key regions of their brains. These findings are based on functional MRI readings from dozens of gamers and non-gamers. The research team believes video games may be a viable option for training in perceptual decision-making. 
And here all along, we thought that maybe playing too many video games was actually causing anger issues. Uh, that's, and isn't that the thing? Apparently, it's the opposite. I don't know. A couple of other uh, interesting stories among the first things you need to know, the most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day. It appears more men in the United States are now seeking vasectomies. Uh, according to a report, Florida Dr. Doug Stein says the demand for the procedure in his practice has doubled uh, just in the past month or so. Now, let me think about this. What happened about a month or so ago? We got the overturning of Roe v. Wade, right? <laughs> uh, men are saying that uh, protecting their female partners is a motivating factor uh, for getting a vasectomy. It also takes about 10 minutes and is certainly less invasive than a female uh, tubal ligation. But I thought that was kind of maybe an unexpected side effect of the uh, reversal of Roe v. Wade. More vasectomies. <laughs> Interesting. You know, uh, on that uh, on that point, maybe that's a, a good thing. I mean, uh, one could certainly argue that perhaps more men should have been uh, getting snipped before. And so now they finally have a motivation to do that, I guess. And um, one other item among the first things that you need to know this morning, the most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day. Yesterday, we were talking about uh, fashion um, for the second half of summer heading into the fall season. Before you know it, autumn is going to be here, you know, back to school and, and all of that. And so this is the time we start thinking about fall fashion. And so on yesterday, we were uh, talking about in the context of m many of us spent uh, two years uh, working in our comfy clothes and you know, not having not having a dress code to worry about, spending entire days in our PJs and fuzzy slippers and all of that. And so now, as we're going back out into the world again, many people are struggling with uh, fashion. Former British Vogue editor-in-chief Alexandra Schulman says uh, this summer, uh, this is her take on style and fashion. This summer, uh, you have permission to clash with Technicolor accessories, instead of neat pairings, color is the name of the game. And it is okay to clash. Uh, vibrant accessories like purses, shoes, sunglasses have taken catwalks and storefronts by storm. And uh, she suggests pairing your outfit with a bright non-matching statement purse or sunglasses. Anything goes. This is the summer of clashing. You don't have to match. So I don't know what that means, but uh, is that a good thing or I guess. So there you go. Uh, some of the uh, most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Wednesday morning started. WFIN News. I'm Matt Demchek. Your WTOL 11 weather, a good deal of sunshine expected again today with a high of 84. It'll be partly cloudy tonight, a low of 62. The popular community event Flag City Night Out is approaching. It's coming up on Tuesday, August 2nd at Riverside Park. Finley Police Officer Brian White says the interactions they have with kids at events like Night Out go a long way. 
anytime that we as officers get a chance to interact with children at a younger age, it just helps build those bonds and uh, lets them know that we're someone that they can turn to whenever they need help. Getting out there and getting among the crowd and the kids, that's one of the best things that we can do and we enjoy hanging out with everyone. And he says the younger kids will enjoy the large assortment of emergency vehicles like fire trucks, ambulances, and police cruisers. Get more on Flag City Night out on the website. The Stuff the Bus Community School Supplies Drive is happening this week. As usual, it'll be held at the McDonald's on Tiffin Avenue in Finley. The goal of the campaign is to make sure students have everything they need to start the new school year. Backpacks are always the biggest need, but you can also donate pencils, crayons, binders, and much more. Learn more about how you can help on the website. Family and friends will be gathering in Akron for the funeral of Jalen Walker. Akron police shot and killed Walker last month. There have been multiple protests across the city since then. Attorneys for the family are now calling on the city to change policies surrounding dash cameras. There is no reason, not any reason, to take a slow approach to changing policies. That can happen this week, today. The officers involved in the shooting have been placed on administrative leave during the investigation. WTOL 11's Tiffany Tartley. Concerned about a possible low turnout, the Ohio Secretary of State's office is planning to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in promoting public awareness of the upcoming special primary on August 2nd. That's three times as much as the state spent to promote the May primary. The special August primary is the result of redistricting delays. Early voting is underway. You can see what few races are on the ballot on the website. Remember, you can always get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. So our cover story this morning with millions of items being ordered and billions of dollars being spent during Amazon's Prime Day event and the similar sales by their competitors, Walmart, Target among them, Scam artists and cyber criminals are going to be on the prowl everywhere, seeking out new victims. Uh, joining us this morning to make sure that you do not become one of them. Hank Schles is a senior manager of security solutions at the cybersecurity firm Lookout. He is also uh, the host of uh, their podcast on uh, cybersecurity. Hank, first of all, thanks very much for uh, taking the time this morning. We certainly appreciate it. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to join you, Chris. So, I mean, this is literally billions of dollars being uh, spent and millions of items being ordered. So the fact that cyber criminals are out there trying to capitalize on this uh, certainly is not uh, not a surprise. And one of the first things that I comes to mind that I think people ask is, well, how do they know whether I've ordered something? Well, just about everybody has ordered something. So it's a pretty safe bet that they can target just about anybody and probably hit someone uh, who would be at risk here. Right. And, and this is something that uh, cyber criminals do a lot these days, right? They basically cast a really wide net Mm -hmm. of something that is not very complex for them to put together themselves, putting together a, a phishing, a phishing text message, which is usually how these things come through these days. We all, I mean, we can all acknowledge that we get inundated with, with, you know, just as many scam text messages as we get these fake calls and all that right. these days. And, and it's not so hard for, uh, for an attacker to build a little, a little tool that sends out a link that says your prime package has been delivered, you know, tap this link to get updates or whatever it may be. And it looks a lot like 
uh, you know, a UPS or a FedEx or an Amazon yeah. or a DHL link or whatever it may be. And, and, and so it's casting a wide net to get a high volume. Return. And, and that's actually really one of the, the first things that people have to understand is how simple this is to uh, make these things look very authentic. Uh, because again, one of the first things people say, well, I'll, I'll be able to spot uh, this fake. Not always. Right. So there, um, we've actually run some tests here at Lookout with, uh, with our customers and all that. Um, cause we're primarily, or we're, we're originally a mobile security company. So focusing on things like mobile phishing attacks that use, uh, current events and whether that's Prime Day or some sort of, you know, political uprising somewhere in the world, mm-hmm. attackers will always use something that's, that's currently relevant as their, uh, as their way and as their hook for the fish. Um, and we, uh, we've run some tests here and we found that a majority of our customers, uh, can't in fact tell the difference between the real and the fake because they are getting that good. Yeah. Um, so there are a couple of different, uh, ways that these, um, messages or these, uh, phishing, uh, campaigns will come about either through email or through text message. As you mentioned, the text messaging is starting to become even more popular because that's even easier to, to fake. Right. So with the text messaging one, uh, we actually see this a lot. Uh, it's a similar tactic that's used with uh, trying to fish people's banking credentials mm-hmm. um, where the attacker will basically build a tool that sends out um, that, that picks an area code or a number of area codes and says, okay, what's a popular service or in the case of banking treasures bank in that area. Okay. And I'm just going to build a tool that blasts out a a text message to hundreds of thousands of numbers. Again, with high likelihood that they probably, you know, in this case ordered an Amazon package or package from target or Walmart or whatever it may be. So the text message part is really difficult, especially on mobile where it's so hard to tell the difference between real and fake because it's such a small screen the mm. user interface that we interact with is 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 intentionally simplified right versus on a on a computer and and I also I don't want to take away from the fact that you should still be very careful of these scams coming through on email whether it's on your phone or on your computer um with email the advantage that you have is that you can see what the sender email address is that's right. oftentimes the first giveaway in the same way that maybe the text message you get comes from either a number you don't have or mm-hmm. not the usual, you know, sometimes we get these actual updates from Amazon from like a five or six digit number. Maybe it doesn't quite match that. It's harder. It, it can be harder to tell yeah. what's fake on, uh, on text. And you have a couple of things you can do on email, including checking the sender address and hovering over the link before you click it, mm-hmm. uh, that you should definitely do if you're on, if you're on your PC, but are impossible to do if you're on, uh, on a phone. So as you mentioned, if we're talking about emails, there are a couple of ways that we can avoid uh, getting taken fairly simple things that we can do. Check the uh, sender's email, see what the link looks like before we actually click it. Uh, if, if we're thinking critically, those should be pretty easy giveaways. How then do we protect ourselves with respect to the text messages? Because as you said, I mean, we are likely going to get quite a few text messages over the next few days that uh, items have been shipped uh, that we've ordered during Prime Day and so on. So how do we know what's real and what's not? So you can be you can be proactive uh, in this. And there are two ways you can do that. The first is something that... uh, aside from prime day you should you should be doing anyways which is right. 
enabling what's called multi-factor authentication or MFA. And this is a term that people are hearing more frequently these days, especially on kind of the consumer side, where it's that option when they say, when you log in, they say, oh, would you like to add your phone number so that we can text you to validate your, uh, your identity? So number one is you should always, always, always use that. And whether it's a text for your, with, a, with a validation pin or you get a notification through the Amazon app, in this case, saying, hey, we saw you just tried to log in from Toledo. You know, is that, is, is, is that you? Um, and that's a really good way to make sure that in case you do get fished or in case you do fall for something, it's kind of a, a safety net. And, and it's a way for them to validate that's actually it. The second thing is uh, to actually secure your device, to, to secure your phone. Um, I mentioned that Lookout primarily you know, is, is very focused on mobile security. We do protect against mobile phishing attacks. You know, putting something like that in place on your device to make sure that in the same way that we protect our computers, everyone, everyone runs antivirus of some sort on their computer, or they should. Right. Um, and you should be doing the same on, on, your, on your smartphone or your tablet because they have access to arguably more information than our, than our computers do these days. And yeah, that's a, a good point. We're doing, the data shows, we're doing more uh, shopping, more of everything uh, online on our mobile devices than even during uh, on our computers. So we certainly need to take security uh, seriously uh, on those devices as well. And lastly, I think it's important to mention that even though Prime Day ends today, these phishing attacks will uh, probably actually reach their peak over the next couple of days because this is when uh, those items would be shipped, uh, when you might get an uh, email from Amazon or whoever saying uh, your item is backordered or what have you. So it's in the aftermath of all of that that really is the impetus for a lot of these uh, attacks, uh, phishing and, and simulating these kind of messages. Right. That, that, that's exactly right, Chris. And, and this is something that, uh, like I mentioned at the start, we can all acknowledge that we get a lot of these messages. And it's just the, the volume will continue to stay high for, for a few days, maybe a couple of weeks. But this is a really uh, an event like this, like mm -hmm. Prime Day, um, yeah. is, is the perfect learning experience for, for all of us. And, um, you know, just to, just to kind of speak to how prevalent something like this can be. Uh, there was actually a, a, a mobile malicious software distributed last year through fake DHL notifications in Europe. And it's, it actually still is being spread. It's, it's, it's been going around for about two years. It's called Flubot. And it's the same thing. It says, hey, your DHL package has been delivered. Click here for notifications. They take you to the link to download what looks like a legitimate DHL app. And then it's not. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. And all of a sudden they have access. I think it could steal your contacts, uh, your files and watch your login or something like that on your phone. So oh. this is this is real. It's not just it's it's not just, you know, fairy dust out there. Um, these things are real. People know attackers know that they can use this uh, this event to really execute their malicious campaigns and, and, and steal serious, so, serious data. From you. So everybody has to be on uh, heightened alert. Uh, again, certainly a good point that this is uh, always the case year round, uh, every single day, but especially with such a, a high profile event such as this that's going on this week. Again, uh, Hank Schles is Senior Manager of Security Solutions at Lookout. You've got more information uh, on your website, right? Yes, lookout.com. And then um, if you do want to protect your phone, you can find us uh, on, on both the Play Store and the App Store. Um, and then if you're really interested in learning more about cybersecurity, you can listen to uh, 
to the podcast that I host, which Chris mentioned at the start. It's called Security Soapbox. We ha- we are on uh, Spotify, all the uh, all the major uh, major platforms. Good stuff, uh, Hank. Thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate. Appreciate, Chris. Have a good one. Well, you remember we referenced this yesterday, WalletHub's new list of the most stressed cities in America. And what really caught my eye, Ohio, unfortunately, lands two cities right up there at the top, Toledo at number 10, and Cleveland is number one overall. WalletHub's Jill Gonzalez is with us this morning. Jill, first of all, talk a little bit about some of the the key metrics that you use to evaluate the stress levels in these cities i think there are there are 40 in all so obviously we can't list every one of them but what were some of the most significant ones that you looked at yeah 40 in all that includes the average weekly work hours to things like unemployment rates to divorce and suicide rates so not only looking at work stress but family stress, health and safety stress, especially, you know, still kind of going through this pandemic as well. So lots of different stress points, unfortunately. And uh, of course, everyone is stressed everywhere. You acknowledge that in this study uh, between the after effects of a two-year pandemic to inflation to international upheaval. There is certainly no shortage of things to be stressed out about. Exactly. And right now, about 90% of Americans say that they feel stressed about inflation. 80% feel stressed about Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are definitely overlaps here. And the thing about stress is that typically one part affects another. So if you are stressed out at work, that tends to drip into your family life, Mm -hmm. which tends to then, you know, have some health effects as well. So a lot of these are very interconnected. But why is it so pronounced in Ohio? I mean, not only, as we said, you have Cleveland at number one, Toledo at number 10, Akron is number 16, Cincinnati is 21st, Columbus is the least stressed Ohio city on the list, and it's still at number 47. With a lot of your lists, uh, five entries in the top 50 would be good, but certainly not this one. What seems to be going on in Ohio? Yeah, in Ohio especially, there seems to be you know some problems here across the board, Cleveland, for instance, has the third highest poverty rate in the country right now, only behind Detroit and Huntington, West Virginia. Cleveland also has the highest divorce rate in the country. Hmm. So four times higher than, say, Fremont, California, which had the lowest. Uh, you know, so a couple, not only economic, but, you know, family related things. And again, this drips into other parts of your life. Cleveland has the set or people in Cleveland, I should say get the second fewest hours of sleep per night. Hmm. So all of these things, you know, going kind of hand in hand, you know, if you're not sleeping, of course you're going to be stressed out, right? which might then affect your work life, which, you know, might then in turn get back to your family life with these high divorce rates. So Cleveland, we see that it's most pronounced, but a lot of these same effects are seen in Toledo and Akron. And as I was looking at some of these metrics, and you break down some of them by top five and bottom five, I found it interesting that for the most part, Ohio cities were not necessarily, you mentioned Cleveland as a a couple of examples where they were right up there, but uh, many of the Ohio cities were not necessarily at the bottom of 
uh, the the negative ones. But it wasn't like Ohio was overrepresented positively on the individual metrics either. So it, it seems as though, for whatever reason, people in Ohio, because I don't know that there's an, another state where you've got five in the top 50, uh, we must consistently struggle with all of these metrics. Exactly. And, you know, there are five cities included here. All five were in the top 50. This is not a ranking where you want to be in the right. top 50. You know, number one is considered the worst here. So Cleveland coming in at number one, Toledo at 10, Akron at 16, Cincinnati 21st, and Columbus 47th. And this is out, out of about, you know, roughly 200 cities that we looked at. So... This first caught my eye, and again, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday, first caught my eye is just an interesting ranking, but then I look at it again, and I wonder, should this be telling us something? I mean, is there a takeaway for public health officials, elected leaders, employers, that kind of thing? I mean, what can we glean from this beyond, hmm, that's interesting? Right. Well, you know, this is a time where a lot of people are able to work remotely. A lot of people are relocating, uh, you know, not only from out of state, but in state. So seeing, you know, where people might be working longer hours or having trouble financially or, you know, seeing more health problems, I think is certainly a factor here. So people even moving around within Ohio to a different city, I think, can certainly, you know, take something out of this. If you're not relocating, then you can at least see how you're stacking up against neighboring cities, again, both in and out of state. And there certainly were some regional ties here. You know, Cleveland ranked number one, not too far away. Detroit was number two. Right. Uh, so, you know, there are you know some things to take away just even in terms of the region. You also asked a number of experts about ways to reduce stress, whether it's with our job, our finances, our relationship. As you mentioned, many of times these things are all intertwined. You got a lot of different advice from about a, a half dozen health experts. Again, too much to really go into in a whole lot of detail. But was there uh, one consistent theme among them all? Well, you know, especially, you know, we are a, a finance first website. So, you know, managing finances can obviously be stressful. But now I think a lot of times, you know, people don't want to stop the bleeding. They see the bleeding happening and they kind of just let it happen. But it's never too late to, you know, really try to stop that. Especially now, you know, we're in a very weird time economically. We're coming, you know, out of a pandemic largely, but there's also a global war going on. And mm -hmm. just within our country, we're facing a potential recession. So now is the time to rein in spending, to really start paying debts off because the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates. Right. And those, you know, essentially affect your debts overnight. And, and there's a lot of things at play right now. And that's why it's the best time. To really start doing these things. And, you know, we've we've talked a little bit about this in, in the past, too, uh, the fact that for many folks, I mean, you look at uh, inflation and raising interest rates and so on, for uh, a lot of particularly young adults, they've not been through this before. I mean, unless you're uh, over the age of 40 or maybe even 50, you haven't seen anything like this uh, that we're facing right now. So this can be kind of scary. Does that kind of play into it uh, as well? The fact that this is there are so many unknowns right now? Yeah, so many unknowns and really so many things affecting multiple parts of people's lives at yeah. once. So that's why it's kind of difficult to navigate. But, you know, 
you, you got to start somewhere. So I think, you know, looking at what you can control, whether it's a budget, whether it's paying down certain debts, I think that would at least help on the finances and probably with some peace of mind aspects here as well. Yeah. Uh, it's just like that old saying, how many times have we heard it? Control the controllables. Now is a good time to sort of take that to heart. Again, Wallet Hubs, Jill Gonzalez with us this morning. Their list of the most stressed cities in America is pretty top heavy in the Buckeye State. You've got that survey linked up at your website, right? That's right. So this is at wallethub.com and our education center. Jill, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Anytime. Have a good one. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. A Russian billboard is uh, causing quite a stir on social media. It's not very often. That in the uh, broken news, we have a story out of Russia. However, (laughs) a Russian billboard is causing a stir on social media for proclaiming that Alaska is ours. (laughs) It is an advertisement on a Russian billboard in Siberia. Uh, Apparently, it is a private initiative by a trailer sales company called Alaska and not actually sponsored by the Russian government. A representative of the company says their director is very patriotic for his country, hence the signs. People online not so convinced, some noting that a Russian parliament spokesman recently suggested that Moscow could take Alaska back as retaliation against the West for its sanctions uh, involving the uh, war in Ukraine. The yeah, that's that's what they suggested. Taking Alaska back. <laughs> the uh, image has been shared thousands of times online. This billboard, Alaska is ours. The uh, governor of Alaska, Mike Dunleavy, responded by wishing good luck to Russian officials if they think they can take take back the state. <laughs> good luck with that. Alaska is ours. (laughs) Elsewhere in the uh, broken news, the international file, uh, there is a sea fort for sale. Never stormed uh, for just $60,000, which is a veritable bargain. You could become the sole owner of a World War I sea fort off the coast of northern England. $60,000. That's a bargain, right? Bull Sand Fort was built between 1915 and 1919 as a naval sea defense that was used during World War II. The uh, fort was decommissioned all the way back in 1956. Once could accommodate up to 200 men who were stationed there, but now is uh, in need of refurbishment throughout, according to the company who is selling the property. Uh, read that basically dilapidated. That's what the need of refurbishment throughout. It is not exactly clear what someone would do with the three-story building, which is only accessible by boat. The previous owner had intended to turn it into the world's largest drug rehab facility, but that didn't pan out. Um, it's uh, let's see here. The listing says it's reinforced concrete walls are fitted with 12 inches of armor designed to withstand fire from naval guns, 
However, prospective owners certainly wouldn't have to worry about break-ins if you would. <laughs> but 60 grand to own a sea fort never stormed off the coast of England. It's a bargain. You do something with it, I would think. Maybe turn it a tourist uh, tourist spot. I don't know. <laughs> An Airbnb? I could be. Uh, back to uh, this country. Some of the uh, odd and unusual items here in the news. You can now take a bite out of your favorite mega-rich celebrity in New York City. Uh, a pop-up ice cream truck is selling Eat the Rich Popsicles. <laughs> Eat the rich popsicles. They are made uh, in the likeness of Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, and Elon Musk. So pick your favorite tech celebrity and tech billionaire and, and eat the rich. They're made by a company called Mischief. It's spelled M-S-C-H-F. Mischief. It's a Brooklyn-based art collective. Uh, they sell for 10 bucks a piece. On Tuesday, the uh, truck stationed at McCarran Park in Brooklyn. Today, it will be at uh, Washington Square Park in the Village. <laughs> Get your Eat the Rich Popsicles. Uh, yeah, I'll take a uh, Bill Gates and a Jeff Bezos, please. <clears throat> a man in California, Napa, California is facing numerous charges after being arrested three times in five days. Is <laughs> on a mission. How much trouble can I get into in the shortest amount of time possible? Napa, California man facing numerous charges after being arrested three times in five days. The latest came over the weekend when he allegedly attacked a neighbor with a rake. Police in Napa say the first incident happened on the 4th of July when the 70-year-old was arrested for trespassing and also kicked an officer in the jaw. You would think at 70 years old he would know better, but apparently not. That arrest was followed two days later when he was taken into custody again for elder abuse. Which is interesting because he's an elder himself. Uh, that second incident coming just hours after he was released from the first one, and then he behaved himself for a few days until he got picked up over the weekend for attacking a neighbor with a rake. We'll follow up on this uh, to find out what happens later. But how much trouble can I get in in the shortest amount of time? And finally, in the uh, broken news, a couple of would-be robbers in Philadelphia got more than they bargained for when they uh, jumped one of their targets. Philadelphia police posted a bulletin as part of their manhunt for two suspects. Surveillance footage of the attack shows one robber approaching another man, and the two began to tussle. When the intended target overpowers his attacker, a second man is then seen running toward the scuffle, holding a gun. Police say the suspect fires, fires his weapon and strikes the victim two times, but not to be deterred, the victim then refusing to go down without a fight, takes out his own gun and fires back at the man who shot him. He managed to hit one of the men before both suspects fled. Secu security footage captured some pretty decent images of the two attackers. Police are commending the victim for his quick thinking. Local reporter spoke with uh, Philadelphia police. Uh, 
said, while police say it's never a good idea to fight an armed robber, they secretly admit that this victim is a a genuine B.A. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, Not one to be messed with. Uh, The police believe that the uh, person who was attacked wounded the second robber who shot the uh, victim in the ankle and in the derriere. So he got back at him and I'm sure they'll get him uh, eventually. And in the meantime, they'll think twice about who they attack in the future. (laughs) That's all kinds of awesome. Uh, There you go. That is uh, today's broken news report. This update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. It's the WFIN Virtual Car Show. Get them out, shine them up, and upload a pic of your classic, and we'll post it to WFIN.com for everybody to see. In addition, we'll have an online car show calendar so that you know when and where all the area shows are. It's chrome and horsepower on display online. The WFIN Virtual Car Show and Calendar. Thanks to Details Auto Spa, Loritz Chevrolet Cadillac, and 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. And now your daily download, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. It appears that increasing numbers of Americans are tuning out the news. Axios reports that engagement with news content has plunged during the first half of this year compared to the first six months of 2021. And that's after there was a big drop off in 2021 following the historic highs of 2020, uh, when, of course, we were in the throes of the pandemic. And in fact, news engagement in some cases is now even below pre-pandemic levels. This is despite the fact that there have been an awful lot of major news stories uh, in the in the headlines the first six months of this year, the war in Ukraine, number of uh, mass shootings, the January 6th committee hearings, the reversal of Roe v. Wade. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff going on, and yet still it is not as high as the news engagement driven by the first year of the pandemic and the 2020 election. Again, uh, going back to uh, the Axios report here, they cite survey data as saying that Americans have become exhausted by the constant barrage of bad headlines. Among some of the data, viewership of the three major cable news networks, Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC, uh, is down overall 19% in prime time for the first half of this year compared to the first half of 2021. Down 19% across the board. Now, should be noted that uh, while CNN and MSNBC are down 47% and 33% uh, respectively, uh, the ratings for Fox are actually up 12% in that span. But overall, the raw numbers of people engaging in the news uh, is down. Uh, News app sessions for the top 12 mainstream most trafficked news publishers the number of news app sessions fell 16 percent for the first half of 2022 and website visits for the top five news websites in the u.s dropped 18 percent in that time period so uh, people are just uh, tuning out the news in larger numbers and 
again, one of the big things that people say in these surveys is they're just uh, overwhelmed and exhausted by all of the bad news. Now, with that in mind, I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, psychologists Jack Cornfield and Tara Brock uh, train people. They have a, a, uh, a program to help people get a uh, hold of themselves uh, in those times where we feel kind of shaken up emotionally. And when much of what we read or we see in the news can feel traumatizing or can trigger us on a deep emotional level, they have what they call the RAIN approach, R-A-I-N, R-A-I-N is their method um, to make sense of any unresolved trauma or something that traumatizes you when you see it in the news. Uh, the uh, four steps are, are recognize the overwhelming feeling of trauma or loss. A, acknowledge, allow, and accept that it occurred and may not be resolved, but the feeling that you are having will pass. I, investigate the nature of the experience in your past and present life. What, while sitting with the feelings, are there any sensations, images, emotions, or thoughts that the news triggers for you and n non identification with the experience, meaning that we don't over identify with what happened and allow that event to define us. So it is the rain method R a I N for dealing with all of these, uh, traumatic and, uh, overwhelming stories in the news. Take that for what it's worth. As we all know, local businesses play a critical role in any thriving community. When local businesses succeed, so do entire communities. And yesterday, we were talking about the Chamber's Small Business Awards. Another way that we can recognize and support local entrepreneurs are the 2022 Neighborhood Favorites Awards from Nextdoor, which is the social media site for neighborhoods you may be familiar with. Joining us is Nextdoor local business expert Fumi. Balogun and uh, talk a little bit first of all uh, about why uh, local businesses are so important to really the fabric of our communities. Well, you know, today neighborhoods are so much more than just those living near each other. It's actually the businesses, organizations, and the people combined that really define a vibrant community. Next door is that neighborhood network that connects neighbors with other neighbors, but also everything else nearby. That includes that local coffee shop that really makes us feel like we're at home. I love when I go to my coffee shop and the barista knows me by name. They yeah. know my order. And I just feel like I belong. And again, as we were talking yesterday, there there are mult, multiple ways that we can uh, support uh, our favorite neighborhood businesses and the entrepreneurs, the local people, our neighbors that that own and, and run them. Uh, first and foremost, obviously, by patronizing uh, those businesses, by uh, giving them your business and, and helping them succeed. That's first and foremost. Yeah. Here at Nextdoor, we really believe that when local businesses thrive, neighborhoods thrive. Neighbors all across the country are coming to Nextdoor to find local information, to give and get help, but also exchange goods and services and just build a real-world connection. So today, it's really important that we're supporting those local businesses. And I have three great tips to share 
that really neighbors can use to start doing today. And first is shopping small. When you make a conscious effort to shop locally or small, that really makes the biggest impact. Another great tip is to spread the word. One of my favorite things uh, to do or my go-to thing to do is research the local perspective on where to go. If I'm looking for a place to eat or if I'm looking for a dentist or a plumber, I want to know what my neighbors have to say and what are their favorites. So spreading the word is super helpful and also just giving businesses the recognition they deserve. So when you post an online review or an online recommendation, once you have a great experience, that really helps businesses to build their network and get um, recognition. So we have a great opportunity with the neighborhood, with the next door neighborhood favorites award. And it's open now, the voting period in the last of July 29th. For the first time, we're going to be awarding the top 10 winning businesses with $500 in next door ads. This is going to really help them to grow their businesses. Neighbors can start by voting and going to nextdoor.com or downloading the app and creating a post by app mentioning their local businesses that is their favorite, of course, and hashtag, use the hashtag neighborhood's favorite contest. As simple as that, and you know, sometimes we don't think about uh, the the impact that those simple uh, decisions uh, can make, like patronizing a local business or uh, sharing a positive experience with others and, and things like that. Correct. We're even finding that today, the motivation to support local business is growing. Over 72% of adults in the U.S. are actually prioritizing supporting local more than before the pandemic. And on our platform right now, there's over 55 million local business recommendations from neighbors all across the country. So we know here next door that local business are really a core part of our community. So again, the 2022 Neighborhood Favorites Awards from Nextdoor uh, can never have too many opportunities to uh, thank those entrepreneurs for everything they do. Again, as we mentioned, local businesses play such a critical role uh, in thriving communities in so many ways. Mention again how uh, folks can get involved, how they can uh, nominate uh, their favorite uh, local business for the Neighborhood Favorites Awards? So neighbors can go to nextdoor.com or download the app to vote for their favorite local business. They just have to create a Nextdoor post at mention their favorite local business and include the hashtag Neighborhood Favorites Contest. Businesses who are looking to grow their online presence, they should go to nextdoor.com slash business. From there, they can engage, create posts, and really grow their business with Nextdoor ads. We'll link up to those resources on our webpage. Again, next door local business expert Fumi Balogun uh, with us this morning. Fumi, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thank you. And that will finish up our podcast for today. Thanks to all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. Remember, you can get more details on all of the topics that we talk about each day on the show at our webpage. And that, of course, is goodmornings.net. Coming up tomorrow on the program as Congress battles over the already passed but not yet funded CHIPS Act, thousands of jobs and Ohio's place as a leader in technology hang in the balance, with Intel putting their multi-billion dollar investment in our state on hold. We'll take a closer look with Senator Sherrod Brown and Lieutenant Governor John Husted. So until tomorrow morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. Catch you back here tomorrow.